Okay, welcome again to the podcast called Blast. This is episode five, and today I want to start by talking a little about perspective. You see, reality to each of us is completely based on our perspective or our own understanding of a situation. After all, we can only see the world through our own eyes and make judgments and decisions with our own mind once we've determined what's real and what's true about what we see clearly in front of us, right? Or could it be possible that there's another, perhaps more enlightened way to process what we perceive as reality that takes into account multiple perspectives besides our own and is a little less quick to come to a firm decision about what seems to be so obvious? If you're familiar with the parable of the six blind men from Indostan who describe an elephant based on each of their limited exposures to different parts of its body, this perfectly describes what I'm talking about. You see, the story is, uh, has one man who comes up to the elephant and feels its trunk and says confidently, the elephant is very much like a big snake. Now another of the blind men come and touch the uh, elephant's ear and... Uh, disagree and says no obviously the elephant is much like a fan i don't know what you're talking about like a snake it's uh, I'm, I'm sitting here touching it right now it's like a fan and then one of them touches his leg and says no you're both wrong the elephant is just like a tree trunk and so on each of them has a different ex- description of the elephant from their own perspective so i'm starting my podcast this way today as sort of a disclaimer to say that Much of what I've shared in my story thus far has been from my perspective. I'm well aware that others in my life see things from a very different perspective. Ultimately, the only one who sees the whole picture and can make the proper judgment and choices about my situation is God, the omnipotent, omniscient creator of all who is pure love. Now, I believe that the more closely any of us can come to his viewpoint in any particular thing, the better chance we have of understanding the true reality of it, and ultimately the better chance we have of being agreeable with each other. So this next part of my podcast is my attempt to do just that. It's of course still coming from my current understanding, so it is my perspective, but I feel that I have allowed myself to gather my information from sources beyond the visible and what may look obvious. I hope that um, I'm somehow allowing God, even in a limited way, to open my mind to his perspective. So, in a similar fashion to C.S. Lewis's book, The Screwtape Letters, if any of you have read that or heard about it, where a couple of demons hold discussions about their tactics for tripping up people and getting them to compromise their faith. I'm going to put a twist on that idea and describe how I think a conversation between the three members of the Godhead may have gone concerning my life over the past several years. So here goes. Roughly three and a half years ago, Jesus says to God, Father, did you get a prayer from Tim Stone recently? The Father says, Do you mean Tim Stone from Salem Springs, Arkansas, who's thinking about possibly selling his business that he's run for 30 years? Yes, that's the one. Uh, Yeah, in fact, I asked him what he would want to do with the rest of his life if he did sell his business. Then Jesus replied, and he said something like, I want to serve people. I'd like to have enough money where it wasn't anything I'd ever needed to think about anymore and could spend both my time and my money helping others. 
Yes, exactly, says the father. And he even went as far as to say that he would love to be a philanthropist. At this point, the Holy Spirit chimes in. Hey, wait a minute. Why is this the first time I'm hearing about any of this? To which Jesus replies with with a chuckle. <laughs> I know, Holy Spirit, you often get taken for granted by these humans, but don't worry, I have a feeling like you'll be hearing from this one a lot more in the days and weeks to come. Jesus continues, so do you guys think that Tim realizes what the word philanthropy entails? I mean, do you think that he has any idea how much money some of the philanthropists of the world make and how much they give away? The father replies, well, I think he has a little idea, but he even admitted to me that he has no idea how this would even be possible for him at this stage in his life. But he's also well acquainted with a scripture that says, with God, all things are possible. Holy Spirit adds, well, that sounds like just the attitude we're looking for. Let's see what we can do to help grant his request. To which Jesus replies, okay, but I don't think he's going to like it or understand it for a while. We all know what it takes to make a leader out of someone, the compassion, the care for others, the ability to make tough decisions. You know, all that is only learned through adversity and very tough lessons. And this guy is already 55 years old. We don't have very long. We're going to have to give him the crash course. The father speaks up. Yes, I agree. To this point in his life, Tim has led a fairly charmed life. He has a successful business, good health, a nice house, even flies uh, an airplane around for fun. Not to mention a very loyal and supportive wife with incredible talents and two loyal, loving, and talented kids. He seems to have it all. What are we going to have to do to bring some adversity into his life to help him become the person that he wants to become? Holy Spirit speaks up. Well, you guys remember a few years ago when his house and all his belongings burned to the ground. He seemed to handle that pretty well. I mean, look at how he and his family have turned that disaster into a blessing for the whole community with the place that they rebuilt and how they use it to serve and bless others. My bet is that Tim might just be able to handle about anything you throw at him. He seems to thrive in adversity. Jesus chuckles, yeah. After all, do you know how many times we've had to bail him out over the years and how close he's come on several occasions to ending up his time down there and entering into eternity with us up here. That's true, says the father. Each time he seems to learn a little more and trust a little more and realize a little more our place in his life. Then, with a little more serious tone, Jesus speaks. What he's asking for now is bigger than anything he's ever asked for. It's going to take adversity and heartbreak like he's never experienced before to get him to where he wants to be in the time that he's got left down there. Holy Spirit has an idea. What do you say we start with his health? That should be an easy way to get his attention. Okay, they all agree. Let's give him something that's not too bizarre at his age, but is strong enough to get his attention. How about this? Let's allow his prostate to enlarge to the point that blocks his ability to pee and causes excruciating pain that will have him crying out to us in no time. Sounds like a plan, they all agreed. All right, so at this point, I'm going to break into the conversation and speak as Tim Stone. I can tell you 
that the pain and the discomfort of this sudden health crisis that came out of nowhere was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. The trip to the emergency room and having a catheter inserted and the fear of what might be going on had me crying out to God in no time, just as planned. And by the way, Holy Spirit was now hearing from me fairly regularly. Also, something I began to realize was that I now had more compassion and understanding for others who are suffering pain or fear of health problems. Now, that was something I had wanted to have in here. All of a sudden, I had that. So, okay, back to the conversation. Jesus to the others. Well, I think that worked. We're off to a good start. What next? Holy Spirit offers this. How about his finances? He's always been pretty self-assured in his ability to make money. Let's, uh, let's see what we can do to shake that up a bit. Father interjects. I have a great idea that I think will do the trick. Let's introduce him to a network marketing company. You know he'll jump on it because it looks like easy money. But we'll use it to teach him all sorts of things that he has no idea about now. Then Jesus adds, Yes, what a brilliant idea. We can actually allow him enough success to keep his bills paid, which is something we've always promised him, but not enough to relax and ruin the whole point. Then when the time is right, we can pull the carpet out from under him and allow him to really go deep in his ability to trust us in the area of finances. Holy Spirit says, I think that there's a whole host of lessons we'll be able to teach him through this avenue. I love it. Okay, I'm going to jump in again as Tim Stone. God in all three forms is absolutely right about the depth of lessons this foray into the world of direct sales would provide me. My former ability to make things happen and to get things done with my own talents and abilities that I'd always relied on was challenged like never before. Everything I had learned in life up to this point to make a living simply did not work in this new and uncharted ter- territory for me, the people business. The harder I tried, the more miserable I became. While bullying my way through it gave me enough income to pay my bills, I soon realized that this way of life was not sustainable or anything I felt like I needed to continue. You know, I had learned a lot about people. I had learned a lot about what I was not good at and had to become better at. But I felt at this point, at, at the two-year anniversary of the day I started with a network marketing company, I had fulfilled my self-imposed obligation, and so I gave it up. Now, as my financial situation became increasingly challenging, I was about to be hit with something that nothing else could have ever prepared me for, but something that was precisely in line with God's plan to continue to accomplish the work that I had asked him to. Okay, so back to the conversation. So Jesus says to the others, let's stop a minute and review. What lessons do you think Tim learned from his time in the network marketing industry? The father replied, well, for one, he learned that working with people is a completely different skill set than relying on his own talents to get by. Yes, said the Holy Spirit. And I think he now genuinely wants to learn how to place the interests and concerns of others above his own and how to make people really feel understood instead of always trying to get them to understand him. 
Agreed, said Jesus. I think he's also beginning to see that being misunderstood by others is not the end of the world. His need to please others in order to determine his own value has been significantly challenged through this process, and I believe he's beginning to see that his true value comes from what we've placed in him and what we see in him, and not from anywhere else. Yes, said the father excitedly. I think he's handling this well enough that it's time to step it up a notch. Remember, he's not getting any younger, and you all know what's about to happen in the world. We could really use someone who is trained and ready to help when we need him to be. I think it's time to really go deep. We need to hit him at his core, at the place of his deepest emotion, so that we can teach him absolute, total dependence on us. Together, in unison, Holy Spirit and Jesus almost silently mouth the words, Not his family, as tears welled up in their eyes. Yes, said the father, if we don't go all the way to the root, he will never become what he is capable of. We'll start with his daughter. Jesus said, you mean Anna, the love of his life, and the co-adventurer that he took by herself on a two-week adventure, packed an adventure-packed trip to New Zealand a few years back, and then just last year to an equally amazing trip to Europe with Karen for another two weeks. Yes, said, said the father. She's already had a root of bitterness planted in her heart for the way Tim tried to involve her and her husband in the network marketing business. I don't think it'll be too hard at all to keep that, uh, to keep in her that mindset until he is, uh, until it has accomplished the work in Tim that we desire. As a matter of fact, that same root has been planted in Karen. Let's allow that to fester and develop to the point that she will also reject him. Are you serious, Father? said Holy Spirit. Is this the only way? I don't know if you'll be able to bear the heartache. Jesus spoke up. Holy Spirit, that's where your comfort will be the most crucial. You can begin to reveal our strategy behind all this, and that will give him the courage and the strength to bear up under the trial. Yes, agreed Father. He's going to really need your help when I arrange for Karen to tell him that she wants a divorce. I'll do everything I can, assured the Holy Spirit. Okay, time to butt in again as Tim. As my heart was breaking over the loss of my daughter and my wife, I had at least one last hope of my son with whom I've always had a close relationship. He's always shown the utmost of respect and honor, and as we've met nearly every Friday morning for breakfast, we've maintained a very open and understanding relationship. At least, I thought, I've still got him to understand me. Okay, now back to the conversation in heaven. Jesus announces to the others, Well, so far, so good. His heart is breaking, but he is turning that brokenness towards us and is drawing especially on your comfort, Holy Spirit, like never before. The only problem is, he still has a hope in his son as a crutch that's keeping him from completely falling into our arms. I know, said Holy Spirit, it's going to be almost unbearably hard, but we're going to have to remove that dependency. It shouldn't be too hard, as busy as Nathaniel is with all of his responsibilities and as much concern as he has for his own family. 
I think just the confusion of this whole situation will be enough to cause him to draw back from his dad, providing the rejection necessary to accomplish our goal. Does that mean that he will not even be able to see his grandchildren? Yes, yes, said Jesus, for a time that's true. Then Jesus said to God, Father, you especially must know what it feels like when you endured sending me to the cross, bearing the sin of the whole world to the point where you had to turn away from me. Yes, son, said the father. I remember it all too well, tears welling up in his eyes as he spoke, but it had to be done. And for Tim to get to the place that he desires, this too has to be done. Holy Spirit, now is the time for you to pour out your comfort and reveal yourself like never before. The only way Tim will endure through this is if we give him the understanding of what's happening and reveal to him our plan. Once he understands and chooses to believe not only our plan but our love for him, his fear will vanish, his courage will appear, and the mustard seed of faith that it takes to move mountains will be planted in his heart so that he will know that nothing, absolutely nothing, is impossible. At that point, once we are done with his training, and once he has truly learned to put us above all else, then is the time that he will truly understand the words that you said while on earth, Jesus, and that are recorded in Luke eighteen twenty nine and 30. Truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not receive many times as much at this time and in the age to come, eternal life. So with that, I end this episode of my podcast. Be sure to check back with me next week for the continuing story as it unfolds. Thank you for listening.